When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another Captain video and podcast from Fancy Football Scout. My name is Joe and joining me is Fancy Football Scout's Tom Freeman to discuss the best armband candidates for game week 19, uh, which we hope is going ahead. It looks like it is, um, even if they only play with um, five a side or something. So, Tom, welcome. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, Joe. Um, challenging weekend, but um, fortunately things improved after Saturday. We had the three games on Sunday and uh, yeah, looking forward to Boxing Day now. Hopefully we um, see a full set of fixtures. Yeah, we were talking a bit before we came on air about um, the sort of chaos of game week 18 um, where vice captain became a a big issue um, because we weren't certain that the Liverpool game was going to go ahead. It did in the end. So um, those who went with the captain with Cancelo, for example, did very well. And I both... you and I both got Lacazette in, who was, well, he was my vice captain, I presume yours as well, just because we yeah. knew the Arsenal game was actually happening. <laughs> so Exactly, um, yeah. exactly, yeah, exactly. It was on it, the idea going into the game week that it would be Watkins, and then obviously that game fell through, so it made sense to stick it on an Arsenal player. Definitely. Um, just before we move on, I understand you've got a few words to say about fan team. Yep. So um, there is the second chance game, um, which we've talked about before, um, which starts uh, 14th of January, but you can start building your teams now. I think that's around game week 22. Now it's free entry. That's the big thing. And um, there's a 100k prize pool. Um, You pick 11 players in this one. So it's not a full squad. It's 11 players. Um, I think you've got an 80 million pound budget. I think I'm right in saying that Um, you get your wild card. There's a safety net as well. So if one of your 11 players misses out in a game week, I think they get a similar replacement who comes in. Um, but it's free to play. So um, go and have a look at that. Good prizes and um, yeah, worth a look. Great. Before we move on to some of the key candidates that we're considering for the captaincy um, in game week 19, just want to say hello to all those that are joining us in the live chat so far on this uh, I forgot what day is uh, it's Tuesday Tuesday, Tuesday um, yeah. lunchtime every every day blurs into one uh, at the moment every every day's a Sunday or every day's a Saturday <laughs> I should say um, so Jerome Klaus um, um, Bulo uh, Nuclear Atoms uh, Liam Gold Peace uh, Prosperity Hossen Bacchus uh, Sugan, Gary, Syed, Chaz, and many more. Thanks so much for joining us. Do press that like button if you haven't already. Um, and it's great to see all of you on a Tuesday lunchtime. Let's move on. So we're gonna we're gonna start with Liverpool because yeah. Salah once again will be undoubtedly the most captain player because um, he's facing Leeds. Um, but once again, with the stats I've got up on the screen, which which we can allude to last four game weeks expected goal involvement it's not Salah top it's Jota again and Jota delivered again and Salah didn't so um, first of all is a Liverpool asset against Leeds the best captain and is Salah necessarily the best captain well yeah this fixture looks like the one 
to target, doesn't it? Um, Salah was quiet at um, Spurs, but I think we can forgive him. I think, you know, he's delivered in 16 out of the 18 game weeks so far. I think he, what is he, 44 points clear of any other player overall for points in FPL. Um, when we when I was reporting on the match on um, Sunday, we um, on scoreboard, we ran a graphic which basically um, compared him to Alexander-Arnold now. Alexander-Arnold has now outscored Salah, I think it's in seven of the last eight game weeks, by 74 to 58. So we at least need to be aware of that. But this specific fixture does feel like a one for Salah, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and that and that is because of the Leeds defence, um, which they've faced some tough games recently. But it feels like they're a bit all over the place. They've conceded four against Arsenal and seven against City three against Chelsea. I think they even conceded a couple prior to that against Brentford. Um, so not even in that kind of top level opposition. Um, Bielsa's approach is non-negotiable regardless of who they play. Now, that does, that's something like I like. It doesn't have to be an issue. But when they've got the injury problems, which they have at the moment, um, that makes it very difficult. You know, they've got key players out. They've got players like Phillips. Bamford, Lorente was out at the weekend, so um, this feels like um, this feels like a Salah fixture, and it yeah. feels like um, the the ideal one to target, really. Yeah, definitely. I mean, while you and I and many others got Arsenal assets assets in, um, including say Martinelli, for example, Smith yeah. Rowe, um, other popular targets. One of the reasons was because they were playing Leeds um, last yeah. time out, and hey, presto, Arsenal aren't known for beating teams four one, but they did with Leeds. Um, imagine what what Liverpool could do to them. Um, yeah. The only caveat, which is always the way over the festive season, um, do we in any way think Salah could get a rest for this one? I don't think so because I think that they're um, they've got this League Cup game, haven't they? Yeah. Tomorrow um, against Leicester. So let's have a look at that. Um, maybe Salah will have his minutes managed. Maybe he will be on the bench. We don't know. But I think the fact that we've had a week between Premier League games, we're not talking about a 48-hour turnaround or anything like that. We've had that bit longer. I think the priority for, for Klopp will probably be that that, that Boxing Day fixture. Yeah. Um, getting a strong team out, entertaining mm-hmm. the fans. Big, big fixture. So, yeah, I haven't got any immediate concerns with that. Um, you know, Jota and Mane, you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Well, they're both excellent options, aren't they? But I, I, I still have trouble putting them alongside yeah. Salah in terms of the captaincy. Um, my voice is actually currently on Jota at the moment, which tells you that mm-hmm. I do like him as an option. Mm-hmm. And I'm not as, not as concerned about that. I mean, the whole thing over this COVID has been captain players and vice captain from different fixtures. I'm not as concerned about that this week because Liverpool are first up. So they're first up on Boxing Day. So we'll know an hour and a half when the yeah. deadline closes. It's going to be pretty likely we're going to know either way if that fixture goes ahead. So yeah. at the moment, I've got the captain on Salah, the vice on Jota. Okay. Um, it, it feels like the, the game where we could see a lot of goals in this one. Um, just to, to uh, remind people and let people know on the podcast version, the stats we've got up on the screen, expected goal involvement. Uh, Diogo Jota um, expected to be involved in well over three goals. He's in fact scored two, but um, created a couple of chances. Um, this is over the last four game weeks. Salah second, uh, he scored a couple of goals himself, uh, expected to have scored nearly three goals there. Um, so, you know, could be you know could be an underperformance if you take in goal involvement to be mainly 
shots from Salah. Um, Alexander Arnold, uh, he scored. Uh, it was a great goal, and he's it expected was. to be involved. Lots of assists going on with Alexander Arnold. Expected to be have been involved in nearly three. Uh, Mane is a sort of an out, also ran. No goals and expected to be involved in just under two there. But it's worth noting um, some further stats there. Alexander-Arnold, 13 chances created. Um, Salah mm. with seven. Um, uh, Diogo Jota with two. So it's indicating there that you could get some more goal involvement in terms of assists from Salah and Alexander-Arnold on top of the uh, goals. But Jota's pretty much your goal guy. Um, but, you know, could get you an assist. But... I think he's much more the goal guy at the moment. Yeah, def- definitely. Yeah. Um, so um, I just want to thank um, uh, someone in the chat, Martin there, who said uh, that I could score against Leeds. So um, I'm more I'm more <laughs> edging towards Bielsa's age than um, Patrick Bamford. So it's unlikely, but you never know. You never know. Um, yeah. let's, move, let's move on. We've got Ronaldo. Mm. Uh, last, I've done last four matches for this and I'm doing... Basically, with with uneven amount of teams playing, but obviously this is all from the same team. But I've done a, a last four matches um, table for this because they've got a new coach, a new head coach. Sorry, so there's a new um, you know some of the some of the previous players and they're coming back, maybe coming back from injury. You know, everyone might get their chance here. So these show that um, ahead of their game against Newcastle is Ronaldo's top. 14 goal attempts, 12 shots inside the box, three goals. So Ronaldo is your man, but 12.5 million. Uh, but looks to be the the best captain. Uh, Cavani is second with seven shots inside the box. And obviously seven, all of his goal attempts were inside the box. Then's Rashford, six chances created, just one shot inside the box, though. Pretty poor. Um, and Sancho, Fernandez, and Greenwood also sort of also runs there behind them. Um yeah, Ronaldo against Newcastle, last game of the game week. Um, could be dicey in terms of you hope it would go ahead, but um, last game, last match. That's what puts me off. It's the last match. It's that unknown. Um, as yeah. You said, you know, okay. Yeah. What do you think, Ronaldo yeah. against Newcastle? Then. Well, if you do fancy it, yeah, get that voice on a Liverpool player just. Um, because, like we say, we should know that game's going ahead at the time of the deadline, but. Um, it, feel, it feels odd talking about Man United because it feels so long ago since they played. Yeah. I mean, I think it's two weeks ago. They've kind of dropped off the radar. I mean, I was a, a Ronaldo mm. and Dalot owner prior to all of the kind of COVID chaos, and now they've left my team and they feel a bit forgotten. Um, haven't played for two weeks. Mm. That doesn't necessarily have to be an issue. I mean, we saw with Spurs at the weekend how well they played, having had a, mm. an enforced um, break. Um I saw a few little murmurs on Twitter this morning that he wasn't in training today. I haven't looked into that properly. Who's that but been out, that, yeah, but that but because they're obviously coming back after this kind mm. of this COVID outbreak. Now that doesn't necessarily have to be an issue because they might just be having a staggered kind of um return or something. Mm. We don't know that. Something to keep an eye on. Um it's early days for Ranchnik. I think he's played three games. They've only scored three. Mm. But the the appeal in this game is the fixture. And we talk about Leeds being a bad defence. Newcastle are as bad, if not worse, um, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, they've been shipping goals left, right and centre recently. Again, they've had tougher games, um, but they played Leicester a few weeks mm. back and I can remember watching the game. They conceded four and they just looked so open. And they brought Hayden in um, because we spoke about that Shelby and Willock midfield screen, which isn't really screening. Mm. They brought Hayden in. Now, he's now suspended for this game. He picked up his fifth yellow. 
um, in the last match. So we might see Shelby and Willock again. And, and if that is the case, you can see United scoring two or three in that yeah. one pretty comfortably. And because of that, Ronaldo, for me, becomes a decent um, mm. captain. Shout. I don't know if many people own him now. I think a lot of people will have got rid. Um, but I do quite, I don't, I don't, I'm not against this shout um, if it looks like the fixture's going ahead simply because of mm. the opposition. Um, we've, we've entitled this video and podcast about uh, worst defences to target. And that's because, I mean, mm. all, all, every week we want a captain who is against... Um, a poor defence but I think this week in particular you've got two strong popular captaincy candidates in in Salah and the Liverpool assets as well as Ronaldo who is still you know he some engaged managers might have got rid but he's still going to be a popular uh, player he's still going to be in a number of teams you know in, in, across across the rankings there um, and they are the worst uh, defences well they that's what they look like anyway but let's have a look at the have a look at the stats to see who are the whipping yeah, boys, who sure. are the worst defenses. The last four matches, I got a photo of Cancelo uh, there, sort of hold. For those listening to the podcast, he's sort of he's sort of holding his hands to his mouth in in disgust, really. Um, and that's why I've got a picture of him there. He's obviously in the best <laughs> defense, but he's looking in absolute mm. horror and disgust <laughs> at the terrible defenses. He's probably uh, licking his lips about how he's going to be scoring against them. Um, but um, they show that indeed it is Leeds are absolutely atrocious. <laughs> they are the worst uh, expected to have uh, conceded. This last four matches, by the way, not everyone's played the same. So I've done it equal. The last four matches each of these team has played. Um, expected goals conceded getting on for nearly 10. They've actually conceded yeah. 16. No clean sheets. Then Everton, with their getting on for conceding nearly nine. And they've conceded nine goals uh, in terms of expected goals and real-life goals. Uh, Newcastle there, you can see them there. Uh, nearly, you know, eight, 8.56. So getting on for nearly nine goals. They've actually conceded 11. Have kept a clean sheet. Um, but um, uh, over yeah. their last four, and then there's Watford. Remember Watford? They haven't played for ages either. They're, well, yeah. they're I mean, we we all like Dennis and King up front, but um, their defence is atrocious. So another team to target there. Um, yeah, I mean, this this everything you've just said. The stats prove it. Newcastle, mm. Leeds, and Everton. Yeah. We conclude they're, they're awful, aren't they? They're the ones to target. Yeah, exactly, and. Um... That's why I've got a couple of players from that that Leeds fixture as captain and vice. It's why I think Ronaldo is going to be a good shout. Um, just just below those yeah. um, those those four that you mentioned there. I mean, you've then got you've got Wolves on that yeah. table. Who I think I think I don't I, that wouldn't be some a team I'd target. I think they've just played some tough games recently, yeah. and, and I think that's why we, they're maybe we mentioned up a them on there. on the scoutcast. We have this sort of similar stats to these, and I think Seb Seb had noticed beforehand about Wolves there, and and I think they were about to play Brighton then, and I was perhaps being a Brighton fan, but. Yes, they should have conceded getting on for nearly eight goals over the last four, but they've only conceded two. So yeah, they, yeah. they've really equipped themselves well in these tough games. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they do. It's exactly that. Um, but when we're looking over these shorter samples, which are like four games... As soon as you play City or you play a Liverpool, suddenly you get bumped up. So these are great. I, yeah. I love looking at these short-term tables, but you yeah. just need to be aware of the yeah. fixtures and who they've played. Mm. And then below that, we've got um, we've got Leicester, mm. who are up against City this mm. week. Um, another team who you immediately look at who they're playing mm. at the beginning of a game week, don't you? Because they're an obvious team to to look at, yeah. especially given the amount, the amount of goals they've scored recently. 
So. Yeah, well, I mean, I, uh, you and I both got uh, Phil Foden in. Um, yeah. Partly because we thought he would play and they had a good fixture last week. And, and I was looking at the fixtures going forward and I did look at that Leicester game and I thought, oh, Leicester's yeah. defence is pretty bad. Um, <clears throat> but that's not going to be happening. So what, what is the latest with Phil Foden? He was dropped for uh, behaviour issues. Like He went out to a nightclub, didn't he, with Jack Grealish? Yeah, I mean, it was um, it was surprise. It was a surprise when he was benched on Sunday. It took me surprised by certainly when we um, when Sterling came in as expected, but then uh, Foden and Grealish were, were dropped to the bench. Now, after the match, um, Pep was talking to I think it was Five Live mm. Sport, and um, he said that it wasn't rotation. Um, he basically said in not so many words that it was uh, disciplinary reasons. Mm. Um, and then since we've seen some kind of pictures emerge of um, Foden and Grealish out on the town following yeah. the 7-0 win over Leeds. So the issue is, um, does it does the punishment end there? Mm. And do they back now come back into first team reckoning mm. yeah. for this Boxing Day game? Or is it going to, I mean, the team have gone out and, and won 4-0 without them. Does he think, look, I'm really going to make a point of this given, mm. because it, it's not just going out, it's the whole COVID thing and, yeah. and, and bringing that into their kind of bubble, which I can imagine him and the whole coaching staff are really, and the owners are frustrated him, with. Him and Jack Grealish were on the bench, is that right, last game? Yeah, yeah, didn't come on at all. Um, so, so is that his, his punishment is you've got to sit on the bench and watch. And, but yeah. that's sort of taking up a valuable bench place as well. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe if they'd been losing, they might have, um, maybe he might have used him. But I think the position they were in, he could make this point. They could win yeah. comfortably. Other players were dropped in that game, like John Stones. He came on as a sub, Gundahan as well, I think. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, in terms of captaincy, if you were looking at Foden, that's a no-go now, unless yeah. unless we're to hear from Pep prior to the deadline. And he said, look, that's in the past now. Right. He's up for selection. But, it, but even then, I still might be a little bit kind of... Um, right hesitant yeah. so um i suppose then or, or in light of all of that it might be good news for sterling because um mm. you take out players like foden and grealish and if they are to be kept on the sidelines for two or three games then that uh, he's playing he's playing reasonably well at the moment mm. he's certainly returning um so maybe does that give him his prospects a bit of a boost well i think so i mean well, i mean i i, I guess the for, for Pep Guardiola, like like a lot of us, he's probably surprised that you know a modern top millionaire athlete is actually just going out on the lash after just winning a game, yeah. and City win yeah. lots of games. So yeah. I, I mean, I, I was quite surprised by that because I was just thinking, do they do they do that kind of thing? And then also, well, I, well, well, yeah, I suppose I wasn't that surprised because being a Villa fan, I know what, I know oh, Grealish right. and I, yeah. I, I absolutely love him to bits, but there were moments throughout his career at Villa where these little incidents would pop up. So yeah. maybe maybe he's lead, leading Foden astray, yeah. I don't know. But, uh, maybe yeah. maybe um, uh, Pep was just shocked that they managed to find a decent nightclub in Manchester so um, <laughs> since the Hacienda closed who no, knows no comment no comment no. <laughs> um, you mentioned Raheem Sterling could be uh, an option mm. indeed there are two slots up for grabs up front now so you, you think there's going to be lots of rotation um, Foden and Grealish out of the picture so therefore um, that raises the uh, the prospect of Sterling um, starting and let's have a look at expected goal involvement uh, good segue here. Expected goal involvement. Yes. Last four matches. Who is top? And this is all players over the last four matches they played. That's why Calvert-Lewin is in this list. Um, this is um, 
and Jorginho who, as well. Yeah, I mean, going to Calvert-Lewin, there is mm. talk of him maybe kind of being reintegrated into the um, the first team training over the next couple of weeks, which would be great news because he keeps appearing in these tables and I keep mm. thinking I want him, want him back. <laughs> yes. He's such a good option when he's mm. fit. So so maybe in a few weeks, once uh, if AFCON goes ahead and stuff like that, we might be talking about him. I think what what's um, great in this list and for those listening on the podcast, it's the expected goal involvement. I've sorted it by Raheem Sterling's top expected to be involved in f- well over three goals, nearly four goals. And he's indeed scored three. Ronaldo, similar, scored three, expected to be involved in well over three. Jota, scored two, expected to be involved in well over three. Harry Kane, next on the list, scored one, but expected to be involved in well over three. Six shots on yeah. target. We're starting to see some Harry Kane stats. I, he was in my team a few weeks ago. Obviously, he hasn't played. Same. So, yeah. But I, a part of me wishes, I wish I'd just done nothing and just kept him. Because I think we're going to start to see Harry Kane. Do you think? Good well, I mean, well, I mean, it was encouraging, wasn't it, at the weekend? Um, mm. Conte's game plan, where he was very direct, set up in a slightly different formation in a three-five-two rather than the three-four-three mm. that we've seen. Yeah, very direct, releasing the ball very quickly, looking for Son and Kane who were up front and those runs, and it and it worked against Liverpool. I mean. Kane, he ended that goal drought, but he he should have scored more. He should have yeah. come out with two, or he could have come out with two, three, four goals in that game. He had loads of chances, yeah. and I guess that's encouraging. Um, Spurs are about to embark on a on a, on a pretty good run of fixtures, mm. um, but against Palace they'll have to play differently because yeah. um, Palace are going to set up differently than Liverpool. They're not going to play as high a defensive line. Palace have actually been very good this year defensively as well, which is why I'm not really looking at this fixture. I think bringing Spurs players in this week is good, is a good idea because of what follows. And this yeah. is, of course, they can return in this fixture. Yeah. I'm not actually looking at it like I'm looking at a Leeds game or a Newcastle game, no. thinking get the captain to see one of them. It's all semi-urgent. It's like a yeah. look at the fixtures coming up, but it can it can, it can wait. Don't hack apart your team to get a Spurs Yeah, action, exactly. I, I would love to bring Son in this week, but if it's involving minus fours and things, mm. the amount of hits which have been wielded out over the past couple of weeks because of the kind of the COVID chaos, I think, you know, maybe not now, And um, mm. but but definitely look at him as an option. Um, maybe bringing him in, uh, if you can do him one mm. move this week, great. Um, but, but definitely from the week after. But um, yeah, this Palace game, it, it might be a tricky one. Palace have been um, have been pretty good this year. Um, so mm. yeah, maybe well, maybe, uh, maybe hold off on that. Let's one. just go back to that whipping boys table again. Just see where they remind us where they are. Yes, they're um, they're sandwiched in between Tottenham and Chelsea. Um, mm. um, they they've had no clean sheets, but they've expected to have no. conceded just over four, and they've conceded five goals. Bearing in mind, we're talking yeah. Leeds have conceded sixteen, and yeah. expected to um, concede nearly ten. So. Um, yeah, it, it bears out what you say. For, for me, mm. thinking of Conte's teams and setups, um, it would not surprise me if this was simply one nil. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's not not. Yeah, no, no. I, I agree. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It feels like a more of a low scoring yeah. one, doesn't it? So for the I cap- think we'll all we'll, we'll all be surprised if Liverpool don't come and score three, or Man United don't yeah. come and score two or three. I don't think we can quite say the same with Spurs in this fixture. No, definitely not. So, yeah, in terms of the captaincy, um, Spurs good from the week after. Very good. 
but perhaps not the captaincy this time around. Mm. Um, just before we move on to some of the fixtures, some other the other candidates, because there are a number of candidates, and those mm. that Captain Cancelo last time out proved yeah. that you, you know to be a bit different, it can pay off. Um, so yeah, Sterling top, Ronaldo, Jota, Kane. This is in terms of expected goal involvement. Then you got Calvert Lewin still there uh, for whenever he gets back. Last four matches, uh, Jorginho, then Salah. So he's still there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Salah is the seventh best in terms of expected goal involvement. Last four. And Martinelli, just behind Salah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and those that captained, I say those that captained Martinelli, he's, he simply was owned by a few. Uh, but anyone who captained Martinelli, well, you deserve to win FPL, to be honest, because he got 15 well, points. Yeah, and there was a bit of uncertainty prior to the game if he would start or not, because obviously Smith Rowe's been benched, mm. and a few people were. Th- I think it, Martinelli had come off a couple of times with cramp leading yeah. into the game. It wasn't an injury, but it at least made you thought, well, is this a fixture for Smith Rowe? Yeah. Um, but fair play to anybody who's owned him and got on board earlier, because that's been an inspired move. Um, yeah. I mean, he really has delivered for that mm. what, five point five point yeah. three million or whatever he was. Um, a lot of Arsenal fans, I mean, the the sort of dream really is that he eventually replaces Lacazette or indeed has been a Bamiang for this season. Um, and he's the guy up front um, and that's the way it'll be. Odegaard, Smithrow, Saka behind him and Martinelli, the guy up front. That is possible. Um, but at the moment, it's looking like, you know, he's he's fulfilling that sort of role just behind Lacazette, but he's certainly making the most of it. Three goals. And it, yeah, I mean, I, I really think it, it works as well because you've got Lacazette mm. drops so deep to bring others yeah. into play, whereas Aubameyang isn't quite that type of player. Mm. So what that does is creates the space. So then you've got the runners like Martinelli, you've got Saka on the other side. Mm. And as long as Lacazette's playing... Both of those options look brilliant, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. And just to round off this table, um, just behind Salah and Martinelli, in terms of expected goal involvement, Gundogan there. Um, I don't think, I'm, I'm not aware that he was rotated for Christmas festivity reasons. But, um, I think so, so. So he should be okay. Um, and then Lac- yeah. and then Lacazette himself, expected goal involvement, yeah. nearly three. It's just the problem with Gundahan is now is that we mentioned it. I think we mentioned it on this video before is mm. that now De Bruyne is back and playing well. So you've got De Bruyne, you've got Bernardo, you've got Gundahan, who are essentially fighting out for two places in that team. So that makes it very, very difficult um, to, to... I think you can own them, but I think you've got to expect um, the minutes to be reduced uh, for that group because I think we will see a bit of rotation there. Um, let's have a look at the remaining fixtures. Um, so a lot of these we have already covered off in terms of the captaincy. Um, Liverpool against Leeds, that's, that's covered. Um, Salah, Jota and Alexander-Arnold are options if you are minded, but Salah looks the standout. Uh, Wolves yeah. against Watford doesn't look a captain <laughs> a captain match, that one. Um, yeah. uh, Burnley-Everton, once again, it doesn't look like a good captain match. Um, no Man City-Leicester, I think... What the stats say, and what what you were saying there, if you were to go for a differential option this week, Sterling could be the one. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it feels like a, an attacker's game. Yeah, I mean, I know loads of people had mm. loads of success with Cancelo last week, and mm. yeah, that was a great great move. This perhaps feel like a, feels like a fixture where you would go yeah. for the attacker rather than the defender because Leicester do have the ability to counter attack and. Yeah. Um, hit you hard with players like Barnes and yeah. Vardy and Dakar, and they've had some success against City in the past so yeah maybe a Sterling yeah. if you moved for him could be could be the one there and it's worth knowing that those um you know Salah's you know marginally less um 
huge effective ownership was um, largely due to just uncertainty about any of the games. So that's why Cancelo was getting the nod uh, over some. But this time around, we can feel a bit more secure that we're going to get a full set of matches. So you can expect Salah's enormous effective ownership to be even more enormous and getting on towards that 200% mark, which is... Uh, which which says if you really want to get a game, you've got a triple captain. But I'm personally not triple captain in a single game week in the middle of COVID. Um, no, yeah. Nor- Norwich Arsenal. We mentioned the Arsenal assets there. Yeah, valid. Lacazette, Martinelli, um, Saka, Smith Rowe. Ode- I mean, they're all they're all valid if you're if you're a maverick. I would say Spurs Palace. We 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 don't think that's really a captain one. Um, sort of a one nil maybe. West Ham Southampton though. Southampton's defence pretty bad, and I mean, Bow. I don't think we can touch Antonio for the captaincy, but Bowen maybe. It feels punty, doesn't it? Because yeah. West Ham don't feel at the moment like they're right at their top level. I think they've won one mm. in their last six. They've had a little bit of a wobble. Yeah. Um, and Antonio, we we know, you know, he, he struggled for attacking returns for a while now. So I'm going to head into that fixture with Antonio and um, hopefully Soufal as well, actually, because yeah. I think he's I think he's serving his okay. suspension in midweek now. Um, although there is a bit of uncertainty about that. But anyway, again, good players to own this week mm. at home against Southampton. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to be going yeah. there for okay. captaincy, though. Um, no. Villa Chelsea. Um, Chelsea. Well, there's two things that put me off. I don't know who in Chelsea's captain, maybe Mason Mount, but he could get dropped. At, I say dropped, rotated at any moment. And it's Aston Villa. I mean, your 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 lads, Gerard is doing yeah. wonders there. Um, yeah, he has. Yeah, he's had a good start. So um, it's a, a tough to call this one. Um, yeah, I mean, Villa have had a good start under Gerard. I think we've won four in six. The only two games we've lost mm. is against um, yeah. City, City and Liverpool. Yeah. And even and even in those games, you know, we restricted City to a couple of goals. Liverpool could just get the mm. one at Anfield. So in terms of an attacker from Chelsea, probably not. Um, there's been a lot of COVID issues there as well, which puts you off a little bit. I think getting Kante back in the team at the weekend... Mm. They kept the clean sheet. He comes back. They haven't kept one since game week 12, which was the last time he played. He's then out for five games. They concede a lot of goals. He comes back. They keep a clean sheet. So that that kind of promotes James and Alonso now because yeah. you would think they've got that stability yeah. in midfield, which Kante obviously brings. But again, probably not a good enough fixture yeah. because, um, yeah, Villa have been playing well. So, um, yeah, yeah, probably not, not that one. Uh, Brighton against Brentford. If anyone captains anyone in this game, then... <laughs> well, I, I will be speechless but um yeah. good good god speed your choice <laughs> if you make that um um anyway hopefully not duffy um anyway um and then newcastle Manchester United. we've covered that one this is ronaldo yeah. if you're going to captain anyone in that game um looks good i think that's us all sorted now um so um tom have a great christmas everyone who is watching Thanks, and listening, yeah. um, have a great Christmas too. Um, and I hope all these fixtures go ahead. Um, and I hope they go ahead after everyone's had a really great Christmas and are looking forward to the new year. So, Tom, in the meantime, till next time, see you soon. Yes, Jake, see you soon. <laughs>